some really big goals. And maybe one of your goals is that you join my cleaning business book club where we actually meet every two weeks for an hour. So you get 26 whole hours with me over Zoom and we discuss topics like speed cleaning. How many of us have read the speed cleaning book and are still a little confused how to implement all of that stuff? Profit First by Mike Malkovitz. And then of course, we're gonna do the Profit First workbook by the Guide Guru Publishing. There's Counting for Small Businesses by Martin Kalman. And then This is Marketing by Seth Godin. I cannot wait to work with you guys. I look forward to seeing you there. It's located right on my website, K-L-E-A-N-F-R-E-A-K-S, university.com. Welcome back to episode two of 2024. I'm super excited to be here. I know that our last episode talked about goals um, this year versus last year and what kind of goals maybe you should have, maybe you should not have. Um, and, and we want to elaborate more in this episode about what you really should focus your goals on. Our, I can't even talk articulation. This is what happens when I talk too much. My brain is going faster than my mouth. ADHD brain. That's mine. <laughs> so um, we, we were just talking about certain goals that you should focus on um, for last year and this year. And the number one um, thing that we came up with is knowing your numbers. I preach it from my soapbox here. Um, and what is a realistic goal, Kim, for someone to jump from year to year? How much more of a sales goal should you have from one year to the next? Um, 20%. I would say 20% to 30%. I'm, I'm one of those overachievers. So, you know, me, I'm always going to be like, I'm going to do more. That's okay. Cause I like to push myself. Yes. It, as long as it's not over the 30%, um, I had many conversations with people who grew by 70%. Yep. It was trial by fire, the crew quit, they spent all this money in training. I mean, they still ended up on top, but it was, a, you know, it was a poo-poo show. Don't, don't, make it, <laughs> don't make it so tough and hard on yourself where you're pulling your hair out. Right. It's it's trying to trying to say. Right. Um, so... Knowing, knowing what those sales goals are, so, you know, hypothetically, if you had a sales goal of $1,000, easy to achieve if you do it right, so $100,000 times 30%, so that's, that would be one hundred and thirty grand, right? And mm-hmm. then, you know, I'm not shy with the numbers. I always say it's 55, 25, and 20. I only run the solo model. I ran all three business models, and solo is the most profitable, and, and we're and talking we about also, residential people. Right, residential. Yes, for residential. And then then maybe hypothetically you don't want to make 130k, maybe you want to make 300,000 in your year because you were close, right? Maybe you're at the 250 mark, right? Um and and really hypothetically we'll give some generalizations. So if you had a price point of 150 per clean, we're just giving averages here. Um that would take 2,000 cleanings for the year, right? And mm-hmm. then you would divide that um, by 26. So that would be by because so that would be 76 clients. And then if you really wanted to break it down, it would be 1.47 clients per week because you would divide that into 52. Really achievable when you break down the numbers to try to figure out what to goal yourself for. So you know that each biweekly client has 26 visits and then you have to figure out your crew, right? So that could be another goal. Yeah, breaking down, once you have that goal set, breaking it down and knowing what you need to do to reach that goal. And just like what Shannon said is to sit down with paper and a pen or you know a marker and just write it down. 
break it down. And we teach you guys that, you know, and Shannon teaches that to you, you know, really know your numbers and your business, knowing what you need to do so that you are not in the negative when you are trying to run your business. Right. And and really 1.47 clients a week is good. Yeah, yeah we'd like to have then, 10 clients a week, but 1.47, it's legitimately two clients. And that's the average. <laughs> and, you just did, and you just did it off of what did you say, 150 or $200 per clean? Which one did you do? Um, 150, which is actually low. We just needed yes. an easy number for math because we know that when I'm doing these types of things, I cannot add. And me too. I'm right there with you. <laughs> so we had to pre write that down because we discussed it. So I want to make sure my math was right. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine if, like, let's say, um, if you just had the 150, you know, that the average that Shannon and I came up with, but let's say you got one that was like $200 and you've got like 20 of those, like 20 new clients, then that's going to raise your amount even more. Right. And it comes down to sales too, you know, because how are you going to sell that to the clients when you get ready to sell them? Being like, okay, well, you know what? I really think that like you should go bi-weekly instead of monthly or, you know, I, you know, this house is big. I think we should do weekly. You guys can like market that and upsell and get them to change. I've done that so many times where I've gotten them to um, go weekly. So I was bringing in more money. Um, That's where the sales comes into play. Right. The weekly clients are your golden unicorns and being Mm -hmm. able to sell. I, I know I mentioned this a lot on my soapbox. Selling is a skill that you learn by doing. I don't care what they say on YouTube, I don't care what the books say. It is only learned by doing the process, whether you do it in person or over the phone. That's the only way to learn how to sell. And practice. Don't, if you don't practice it and you don't keep doing it, like, you know, they say you have to do it so many times to get good at it, to practice it, Mm -hmm. practice it, you know, do your sales pitch, write down sales pitches, you know, how, how can you achieve those goals? You want to reach those goals, then you're going to go out there and you're going to sell because you want it. Right. And, and doing it person to person is easiest because you're visually seeing subconscious body language, which is giving you a prompt to take the next step or say the next thing. Exactly. And I definitely think that, you know, weeklies are the top, they're gold. Yes, they are. And I'll accommodate anybody for weekly, especially if it's the right price. I know. I kind of have to is, No problem. Yeah. I got <laughs> rid of a lot of my monthlies. I got rid of a lot of my monthlies because my goal, and this was my goal in my cleaning company, was to get more weeklies. And so I really started weeding out my monthlies and I started filling my schedule with weeklies. And it makes it nice. It really does. Because then you have that reoccurring income coming all the time instead of every four weeks. Um, another thing after you have reviewed your numbers and what goals you want to achieve and your sales goal, like we just broke it down for you for the 300,000, um, is, is the biggest debate I think I've seen in the last year is having, ten, this is only for here in America. If you're in another country, um, they're called different. Just um, work with us here. Um, 1099s. And W-2s. I can't tell you how many conversations. I probably had thousands of them with people who are running 1099s like W-2s and treating them like W-2s. And it's a whole thing. You do not want to get nailed. You'll have to pay a $10,000 fine plus um, penalties and interest. They'll go back three years in your records. They want every receipt and every, they'll look at your bank records. It's not like you can, you know, they'll demand you have to go to the bank and pay extra. Right. I take that chance, you know. I, I don't know why people, I guess, think they can beat the system. I'm not sure. That, or maybe it could be fear too. Maybe they just aren't sure and they don't know how. Right. 
you know, so it's the fear. I know one of the biggest things is getting on payroll and, you know, you're going to have those payroll expenses and costs. So save up money and get prepared. Right. Yeah. 1099s, you cannot micromanage them. No, Um, they cannot run around in your cars, your company cars. They cannot wear your uniforms. I mean, you can ask them to, but that's a gray area. I would not. They can't use your products. So like if you are eco-friendly and green and they go in and use bleach, chemicals, yeah, (laughs) and Mr. Clean, then yeah, then you have no say in that if they're 1099s. Right. You can't train them either. Um, That is the biggest thing to a 1099. They should know how to clean. They are independent contractors. Um, There is a learning curve and there is um, a validation process that you can have if you have boots on the ground. I know everybody's ideal situation is to run remotely. Um, And and you can run remotely, but you have to have the experience behind you. We were just talking about automation. Um, And I, I, I hate I would totally love everything to be automated where I didn't have to engage with the public, but we are a very human industry. And there are people giving some advice right now that is not 100% correct. And if you don't have the experience in our industry to know that and you take it as gospel, you're going to eat a lot of money and you're not going to be successful. And it's expensive to automate when you first start out. It's going to be like a grand a month minimum. And yeah, when you have that money. extra monkey on your back, it's hard to flourish because you have an extra grand you're paying out for automation. You can automate, but take steps to get there. You learn you know, the basic stuff that we're always preaching about before you make the jump to add an expense to your bottom line. Be involved in your business. Yes, don't be involved in your somebody, business. Yeah, don't, be, don't expect somebody else to run and do your numbers. If you don't know what your profit and loss numbers are or where you are, if you've never logged into your profit and loss, you really need to know the back end. How much money am I bringing in? Where do I need a budget? What do I need to cut? What do I need to do differently so I can reach these goals? And so really know the back end of your business and the inside of your business. Because if you have somebody else doing that for you and you don't know, like I, I'm trying to, the S will hit the fan because things are going to happen if you don't know what's going to be happening in your own business. Or you'll get to a point where you're bankrupting yourself and now you want to offload it on somebody else and it has no value, right? Um, exactly. I spoke with an individual who um, had 70 five-star reviews, which was great. That was the one thing that they had done correctly. But all of, they would listen to somebody who said that you can totally automate and run remote. And I'm like, so how many phone calls is your VA closing? She had no clue. Like, no P&L information. And none of the basic stuff that you should have, it's, it's not a hot, there's potential to make a lot of money in this industry. That's why everyone's dipping their toe in the water. Um, you see it in the other Facebook groups and you know, it's always some guy, I, I'm doing this and I'm ready to sell. It's because they don't, they run it remotely. They have no clue what they put in. They put a value, a perceived value on it, but they don't have a clue. There's no brick and mortar. There's no cars. There's no employees. There, there's all of these like gray areas where you should really kind of consider if you're going to buy something, right? I've bought people's, cleaning lists off them before I cherry picked. I didn't buy all of this because they're never at my price rate, right? Um, so just make sure that you um, are using caution when someone says, I have this company, I'm going to sell it. Is it worth anything? Um, no, have your information, especially if you approach me, I'm going to ask you for your P&Ls. And if you have them, if you don't have them, then... <laughs> and, and make sure your P&Ls are up to date. Right. Don't it's have them be like... The last year. <laughs> you're like, oh, I've missed quarter one, two, and three, and here it is quarter four. And I'm like, any updating and like you or look at your numbers 
So, you know, always know what your numbers are. So, you know, where you can see your growth and see where you need to cut back. Right. And, and the numbers never lie. They, they never lie. The numbers are, it, numbers are a language, right? You just have to learn how to use them. When, when you, when you see your numbers and it's not adding up, then you've got, you're bleeding out money somewhere and you can't acknowledge where that's happening unless you know what your P&Ls are looking at. Like, Exactly. Reports, you should have monthly reports accordingly. And then and I know, the year, you're like, one of the things I looked at my profit and loss this last quarter and, you know, I had looked at my numbers and do you know, Shannon, you know, that I try to do free shipping, which a lot of people don't understand. It's expensive. I shelled out. Over, so <laughs> I shelled out. I looked at my profit and loss for the year to see where I was at. Cause it, you know, it shows what the shipping is that I pay mm-hmm. for. So whenever time I offer free shipping, you guys, just so you guys know, it eats a huge chunk. I had done over $12,000 in free shipping last year. It killed me. So yeah, know your numbers. Look at your numbers and your profit. And, and, and that's changing. Even Amazon is, charging, Amazon is starting to charge for more shipping. Amazon is charging for returns now. If the big conglomerates are doing it, it's just a matter of time before the small ones do. Um, I, I see that changing in the next 12 months. I don't see free shipping coming along very often anymore. I actually had to order medicine for one of my dogs. Not only did $15 the shipping, the $12 item. I had to pay a, um, they didn't call it a street fee. It was a fuel fee. Of oh, yes. yep. So that's an added on surcharge for the gas, the potential gas that my package was going to take hypothetically. So the, the whole industry is changing. Um, if you get free shipping, celebrate it while you can. <laughs> and it's not going to be yeah, around. I won't be offering it too much longer because $12,000 was a lot of money for me and my business mm-hmm. to lose. Um, I love offering it when I can. That's why I tell everybody just to sign up for my newsletter because my VIPs will get free shipping once in a while for coupons. But yeah, that is one of my cutbacks. So I looked at my profit and loss and I was like, okay, this is where I need to cut back. So it happens. Definitely. So yeah, the big thing is, you know, how many, how many houses do you need to keep a cleaning tech busy full time? If, if full time is even a consideration where you are, not everyone is able to achieve that. And it legitimately takes about 22 to 27 houses to keep one cleaning tech busy. Um, And and, and I say this all the time, it takes legitimately 350 to 400 clients to hit the seven figure mark, depending on your price point. So when you come to us and you complain that that so-and-so is undermining my my stuff and I live in a small town, we both live in small towns. And it's only if you took that 400 price points, right? That 400 accumulation and you divided it into your population, hypothetically speaking, that's how many cleaning companies that city could afford to have if everyone decided they needed cleaning, right? It's a, it's an actually different combination, um, but just it's just for hypothetical. So you can kind of understand where you need to be. Then not right, everyone's going to need cleaning and there is plenty for everybody. You have to brand yourself, and you have to be able to sell yourself. And if you can't sell because it is a skill you need to practice. <laughs> so that could be a goal too. <laughs> I always say like for me, for sales, you can sell anything. You could sell a pen, but mm-hmm. put your passion into it. So why do you love your business? What makes your business different from others? If you have a lot of love for your business, then you are going to sell your business. You're going to sell who you are. You're the mm-hmm. face behind your business. So when you put the sales into place, it's going to be for who you are and that will just flow naturally out, you know, and it's going to show when those people are like, wow, okay, I really like this. Sign me up, you know, and it's going to be because of you. Um, 
just speaking your passion. I think that's the number one sales technique that I have seen that's been successful. People can tell, they can smell, they can smell a fraud a mile away. And if you're just in genuine, they're going to be like, what does this person want? And we also have the factor that house cleaning notoriously is an untrustworthy industry because, um, it's either, you know, criminals or I'm going to steal from you. And, and yes, it does happen in our industry, but for the most part, it's few and far between. I think there's more blue collar theft that happens. I mean, we don't, I'm not going to talk politics, but we can talk about someone who was living in a, what was, what did he pay in, um, in Jamaica? It was, it was like $40,000 a month condo. <laughs> like White collar crime right there. And I, and I believe he walked, he's got an ankle bracelet for those of you who are following, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so it's just, it ha- there's crime in every industry is what my intention of telling you. Just be aware. Put your things away. If you're going to leave your diamond necklace out, I suggest you put it away. If you have a bunch of cash sitting around, I suggest you put it away. So <laughs> it's just part of the industry. You just have to put things away so that, you know, people can come in and do their thing. Besides, as professionals... We like you to pick up before we clean up. <laughs> make that a, make that a priority. Um, another thing that goes with the sales is marketing. So mm-hmm. marketing is huge. There is so many different ways. And Shannon and I were talking about that. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Right. If you just focus on one marketing, then you're not branding yourself. Like you're not expanding. It's kind of like you want to spread yourself out because you have different people that... Um, you have different people that you can reach to different areas. So I know my big following is on Facebook and my Instagram is weak and I need to work on that this year. That's one of my goals is to work on Instagram. Um, but how can you network? Like, you, I mean, how can you market is networking? Shannon and I talk about this. Join the chambers, go to networking groups. There's so many free networking groups besides BNI. I know BNI, you have to pay and you have to be committed to go there every single week. If you can't go there every week, find other networking groups. But being the face behind your business is huge. It, it is. And then when you get bigger, you can have someone be the face for you. Um, mm-hmm. And then that takes practice as well. So there, there's a lot to it. So layering your marketing is awesome. Don't just focus on one particular item and, and pray that it works because you're throwing money at the wall. Um, there are a lot marketing gurus and everyone says this and everyone says that learn from your own experience learn what works for the cleaning industry i know a lot of people are coming out and we just spoke about automation there's a lot of people who are like uh, you know we find, we have marketing agencies that specialize just in cleaning companies and i'm like this is new that's <laughs> like and then you see them do commercials and like there's one i'm not i can't remember the name of it and you see her and she's in the bathroom and she's like i can make your marketing go and she's like if you look at the video we're like she doesn't know how to clean <laughs> Like, you're telling me subconsciously you don't know how to clean, so you don't know how to market either because you don't know how to clean that floor. <laughs> just exactly. Like, did you guys not? It's so every and it, it comes back to not everyone can clean, but not everyone knows how to clean. So she, and I'm sure they did it in good humor, but she took that. You can see her. She's on the floor and she's scrubbing. I'm like, what is this person doing? <laughs> That's Cinderella on the floor. That's how much did you put down? Right? It's just like. <laughs> Yeah, like branding is huge. Uh, make that a priority. Making sure your brand flows. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of things um, that your brand just doesn't flow. You know, you have different font sizes. The colors are different. Making your branding flow because when you brand, you stand out better than other people. And right, people, people get used that. to seeing the same thing. 
yeah. And so if you keep changing it up, then they're going to be confused. But if you brand the same thing and what is your brand? So really knowing what your brand is. We'll be back after a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Right, like think of McDonald's, the Golden Arches, right? But it mm. used to be when I was a kid, before McDonald's got all gross with all the other stuff they're doing, the Golden Arches, right? And it would say how many billions were served. I don't even think they put that on there anymore. Think of Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is a world-renowned brand. Anytime you go, it's red with the wave. You know that's Coca-Cola. Yep. They don't even have to like think about it. It's just Coca-Cola, right? What is your brand like for your cleaning company? Like your, um, I actually changed it. I'm, I'm going to be rebranding it. I had a picture that was pink and it had a bunch of people on it. Um, I actually just recently changed my Facebook um, cover photo and I put call me. I still don't have a form for my website, which was supposed to have been done at the end of the year. So we had to have a conversation and now that person has decided they're not going to do it. So now I'm going to go in a different direction and I have an appointment with somebody who says they're going to put a form on there so they can just go to my website and, you know, get an estimate because um, I think I'm missing opportunities. But by all means, for now, until it's fixed, been patient all year long. <laughs> um, the, the, my phone number is right there. You can't miss it. But um, I am going to be rebranding and I'm probably going to be doing some localized Um just to kind of get it going because I used to be all pink, 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 and now I'm not. And I don't know if I'm going to stick with what I picked. So I need to kind of think it over before I make a commitment is what I'm long. Justification of what I was trying to say. My face is now turning red. So <laughs> in other words, you guys know your branding, like my brand. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Know your yeah. brand. My brand your is. Brand. Yeah, my brand is Earthy Colors because I specialize with natural products, natural cleaning. I did that with my cleaning company. So really know your brand so it can stand out. Definitely. So, Any other um, goals that we should consider? I think we covered them all. I think one of the other goals, too, is self-care. Really oh, quick. Yes, super important. Uh, um, especially now more than ever, it's more accepted. It is. And self-care is hard because... I will be the first one to say I'm hard on myself. I'll be like, I don't deserve this. Or, you know, I don't, I need to do this. Or I have to work, 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 work. And I don't give myself a break. And you'll go in burnout mode very, very quickly. And it just mentally just drains you. So um, self-care can be a lot of things. It doesn't have to be expensive. Shannon and I talked about this like last year in one of our podcasts way back. Um, Several of them, I believe. Yeah. And self-care can be simple. Like one of my self-cares is if the sun ever wants to come out again. <laughs> um, I like just sitting out in the sun for just a few minutes and yes, I wear sunscreen, um, but I sit out in the sun just for a few minutes just to get the vitamin D go for a walk, but making time for yourself, even if it's for the little things, it helps you celebrate wins. It helps you regain your, you know, if you're feeling burnout, it just re helps you just re-energize and just get back to, you know, the creativity thinking. I think a lot of times we work so much 
that our creative thinking just goes out the door. Do you agree? Um, yes, I uh, wholeheartedly agree. Um, celebrating the wins sometimes we're, and I do, I'm guilty of this is I'm so focused on the goal. I get to the goal. I'm like, okay, next. I don't take the time yep. to go. Oh my God, I rocked it. Right. I totally kicked butt on that. I should be running around doing the pee football dance. And instead I'm like, okay, next. And that, that's <laughs> me, Shannon. I'm the same way because when I hit my hundred thousand dollar goal, I was just like, oh, okay, next goal. And I have yet to celebrate. <laughs> I've yet to celebrate that I exceeded my goal, which like you said, we should be celebrating our wins, big or small. And maybe I need to do that. Maybe they'll throw on a party hat for our next podcast. I'm like, whoo, I celebrated, you know, I don't know. Just, yeah, celebrate it. Definitely. Um, and, and the little things um, to, especially us as women, for us, those of us who are mothers, we give, 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 give. Give, give, give some more. Oh, and by the way, we have to give some more. Our cup is and empty. Use one night thing. But it, I think that we need more downtime to recharge. Um, and, and trying to be outside, I, you guys always hear me talk about that. Trying to be outside is better than always being inside, weather permitting, um, to change your scenery. Like I just, um, I'm finishing up with my desk. It might not be until tomorrow because the littles are upstairs. We're on Christmas break. <laughs> and they're expecting to be taken somewhere. <laughs> so... We're gonna go do some lunch. They're gonna go spend their gift cards at Target. Um, but yeah, and if, you're, and if your office is in the basement, important. like mine, yeah, yeah, if your office is like mine in the basement, really make sure um, that you get out. I bought a, it's called a sad lamp, and um, it's like yay big, and you can see the light from it. But you know, if you're in a basement and you live in like you know the areas where it snows a lot, I really highly recommend getting one of those. It really helps because it's dark down in the basement where I'm at. And so that will help too with the mood. Getting vitamin D, I always say getting enough vitamin D, even if you're taking supplements, is huge. Definitely. And, and having yeah. your space where you work um, be decluttered every year in my house, because we accumulate so much between my husband and myself, I have to spend the beginning part of the year purging. Like Kim just did the same thing. I'm mm -hmm. really big into feng shui. I know a couple of feng shui masters, and we were talking about this last night in our meeting is that when you um, when your floor is cluttered, it leads to depression. She actually had a saying, and I can't think of it yes, off the top of my it head. Does. But it, there's a direct correlation to having clutter on your floor, which equals depression. So constantly getting in my big thing is books. I can't, I have a guilty obsession with them. And I'm learning to purge more, even though you've heard me tell people before I've had 6,000 books, I now I'm scaling it back even more. Um, because I don't need them, but I have a hard time letting them go. And then they'll sit on the floor and then another pile will be on the floor and then another pile. So keeping your floor space clean is really helpful for um, good feng shui, especially in your office. Um, it, it's important. The chaos down, like the chaos. Yeah, yeah clutter, I call it clutter chaos. Yeah, clutter chaos is people with, and I know with me having an ADHD brain, it gives me anxiety. My desk was filled because I've been so swamped. And I was like, before I could do anything, I had to clean up and organize. So really taking that chaotic clutter, my chaos clutter, and really finding a home for things, whether it's going to the donation bin or finding a home for, you know, if it needs to go in the trash or reorganizing it, find a space, make it that home. And oftentimes I'm guilty of this. I just purged my closet at the beginning of December. And um, as you get older, I don't know if you guys know this, your your feet grow. 
And I was like, no way. So I went to go put on a pair of cowboy boots I haven't worn because I had like 15 pairs. I shouldn't have had 15 pairs. But um, I ended 15 up pairs of cowboy boots? Yes, I know. It's <laughs> Before I moved here with Jimmy Choo's, right? So I no longer had, so I had cowboy boots. And I didn't realize that my feet, um, after I broke my foot last year in um my body changed because I put on weight from my broken foot. I no longer fit into my cowboy So I went to Facebook Marketplace and I gave them, my husband's like, you should sell them. I'm like, I'm just going to give them away for free. And they were so excited to have, and I would only let them have one pair so I could give them, I gave away nine pairs, right? So and it nine, your cup, didn't it? got nine brand new, almost brand new pairs of cowboy boots. Um, and, and I had some good times in those, but you can <laughs> do, that's an easy way. They could, of course, pick up or... In my case, um, I hung them off of my mailbox. All they do is drive by and grab it. Did it fill your cup? Did it fill your cup, Shannon? Like, just it did. Feel like, it made me feel good. I still have um, some more purging to do, and so that's what I'm going to be doing going forward. If I'm going to see if someone wants it for free, I, I don't want any no strings attached. My only condition is if I have multiples, you can only get one of them, and um, then it's it's just an awesome. It's a good. It's a good way to if you give it away for free, they more than likely will come by and get it. I just won't post my. Yeah, even though probably everyone knows where I live, <laughs> but it, it's just a little safer. Even though I, you know, it's just like, oh, you never know. You make it this right? <laughs> as long as you don't get rid of Bob Ross, or you could. Right now, I'm not going. We're going to have um for those of you who can see. That's what my dog was barking at in the last episode. <laughs> but um, I'm going to be having a Bob Ross birthday party. So um, more to be announced on that later. I don't want to take up everyone's time. It is now eleven o'clock. Yes, we hope you guys enjoy and we'll see you guys back. Thank you guys for joining us for goals and set those goals. We want to see those goals. So post yes. it on the groups, email us. Um, that's my dog, nor her. She's a singer. She likes to sing. Um, but yeah, we'd like to see your goals and we'd like to see how you're going to implement them. What are you going to do to reach your goals? Definitely. Can I get a woo-woo? Cleaning Business Life is sponsored by Pure Evergreen Cleaning Products. That's P-U-R. E-V-E-R-G-R-E-E-N dot com, pure evergreen cleaning products.